A reading from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. For he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy, and he will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said to her, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. So there are a lot of ways to think about this fascinating story. You could focus on the overwhelming news. You could focus on the scandal of Mary, unwed and pregnant. But today, I don't want to focus on the anxiety or the scandal of the story. I simply want to engage with this story as the story of a person who just found out she was going to be a mom. And at least in that moment, didn't didn't seem frightened in the least. As a parent myself, I think I know why Mary wasn't freaked out that night. I know that as a parent, I have plenty to worry about. Those of you who are parents know how often you lay awake at night praying, please God, don't let me screw this kid up. But there are moments as well when you have total peace and joy at having been called to be a parent. And I suspect that Mary felt the same. In that moment, she was being called to motherhood. She was being called to be the mother of God, but it was a call to motherhood nonetheless. And if the angel said it was God's will that she had been chosen, then she was ready. You see, I don't, I don't think that Mary was all that different from you and me. We tend to put Bible characters up on a pedestal and make them into superheroes. But Mary was a human being, just like you, just like me. And at its core, her story is a story of calling. We call it the Annunciation, but it was nothing more than God calling Mary to something special, right? Mary had a calling. 
She was to be Jesus' mother, and I'll admit that was a very special job. And Mary heard that call through an angel who visited her one night. But really, her call to motherhood wasn't that different than the call that those of you who are parents have also received. Now, an angel didn't likely visit you that night. You probably heard the call to parenthood in your um, bathroom as you hovered over a, a plastic test waiting for the second line to appear, or however those things work. My most recent call to parenthood came via a phone call and a follow-up email from our adoption social worker. But you, when you were called to be a parent, it wasn't a whole lot different than Mary's call. Her call was simply to be a mother, a nurturing mother, and to trust that God would be with her and Joseph in that task. And so Mary answered that call with confidence and enthusiasm. Now, whether you are a parent or not, each of us has been called to. Now, they probably won't write about our callings in the sacred writings for all to read, you know, for the next 2,000 years. But we have callings. And in this season of Advent, this season of anticipating both Christmas and Christ, I believe that if we are faithful in living out our callings, as Mary was faithful, not perfect, but faithful, the world will be a better place. The greatest call that God has placed on our lives is to be people of hope. God calls us to hope, right? We look at things differently. We look at Mary and see more than an unwed mother to be. We see Mary about to give birth to a promise from God. We look at a loaf of bread and see more than basic food. We see the miracle of God's provision through wheat and soil and mills and bakeries and delivery trucks and grocers and more. And when we look at our world, we see more than mere brokenness, pain, sickness, violence, greed, war, famine, and death. We see a world that by the power of God is moving through death to new life. We believe in a God who loves us and who will save us forever. Our call is to be people of hope who trust in that promise as if it were already here. God calls us to hope. And part of living in that hope is answering another call, the call to participate in the formation of that future. And we do that through our everyday callings. As people of hope, we trust that God is using our everyday, ordinary work to improve his world. We trust that our work as employees and parents and children and aunts and uncles and neighbors and members of a congregation is of some use in God's world. It may not be as glamorous as Mary's call, and in this present moment it may feel overwhelming like there isn't much we're doing at all. But this calling is one that God has placed on our lives nonetheless. Sometimes that work in our workplaces and our homes and our communities and our congregations can be messy and troubling and exhausting and challenging. Being people of hope doesn't mean that things roll our way all the time. But even so, we work with, with diligence, even on days when we feel like we're doing nothing at all. 
trusting that if God calls us to it, we can answer these callings with humility, joy, and hope. And in our own hidden way, we trust that God is using our ordinary work to bring about His preferred future. As people of hope, whether God calls us to ordinary or extraordinary ventures, we embark on them with confidence that He is working through us. God calls us to hope, and He calls us to work while we're hoping. And as we hope, we also live out one last call to draw others in to that hope. As people of hope, we give witness to those around us about the power of God to transform lives, to transform our troubles, to transform the chaos all around us into something good and useful in His present and future kingdom. Life may not always go the way that we want it to. God sometimes calls us to troubling adventures, to be sure. But trusting in God, let us live out our callings with hope, trusting in this one who raises the dead to new life. For in him all things are possible. And so grace and peace to you in this final week of Advent. As you anticipate Christmas, may the story of Christ fill you with hope, peace, love, and joy. And even more, may the news that God is with you even now in both joys and struggles give you peace and hope which far surpasses all ordinary human understanding. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.